You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Modern Web Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Lee. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Lee, and I'm joined by my co-host, Wes Copeland. And uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Wes? Wes Copeland with an underscore. That underscore is really important. Wes Copeland underscore. Okay, perfect. And uh, today we also have Brandon Bayer, who is the creator of Blitz.js, joining us. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Glad to be here. (laughs) And Brandon, you are Fly Bayer on Twitter. Yes. So, like, what's the fly? Like, pretty fly for a white guy or? Um, More like a fly boy. So, I'm a pilot. Oh, cool. You don't have that on your, uh, well, I guess you have the airplane symbol on your thing, but. Yeah. So, like, fly, like, a Cessna or. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm I'm not currently active. Um, It's been a few years, but I, I soloed when I was 16 and then got my license right after I turned 17. So, yeah, it's good times. Uh, did you wow. get paid for it? What? Have you gotten paid for it? Like, were you, was that like your profession? Like, Alex? okay, no, no. I, so I, I have my private license. I'm not allowed to be paid for it. Um, mm. So it's just kind of a hobby at this point. Nice. You know, I heard it's pretty sweet, though. My, my cousin is a pilot and, you know, they get paid pretty well, right? I mean, they get paid, you know, developer salaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah depending on what you're doing and and sometimes it can take a long time to work up to that but yes but he um he he flies private jets and so there's owners but then the owners you're, you're just on call for them yep yeah and that's so, if i was gonna gonna um get paid that's what i would do yeah because you can literally just have that job and just do blitz because he just sits there and plays video games i'm like dude learn development because he's bored, he flies yeah. like maybe three or four days out of the month. He gets wow. paid for the entire month, and then he wow. doesn't do anything else. That's what an amazing Yeah. <laughs> well, our first to be pilots. <laughs> Anyways, so bringing us to Blitz, um, you know, I think some people have heard about Blitz, some people haven't, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about it. Sure. So... Uh, most people have heard of Ruby on Rails, and um, I think probably our audience is mostly um, JavaScript. And so we haven't really had a, like a, a Ruby on Rails equivalent for JavaScript, and especially React. Um, like we had Meteor back in the day, but then it didn't it didn't have React. I think it switched. Uh, they have since switched to React, but there's nothing really caught on um, to, for that same type of full stack, uh, batteries included framework that's easy to build. Um, something that even people can come in that have never done web development and use it to build an entire application. So like I, I learned um, web development with Ruby on Rails. I was doing C and C++ before that, but then Ruby on Rails was how I got into web development. Um, and so Blitz is that answer for uh, Ruby on Rails for JavaScript and React. And it, it takes it a step further than, than most people might think about what this would, like if you think about in your head, what would the framework like this look like? Um, like, okay, maybe there's GraphQL in there or something. Um, but what we've, what we've done is we've ab- abstracted the API layer completely away into a compile step. And so 
the uh, developer experience is much more like Ruby on Rails because um, we get rid of that API layer. And so you don't have to worry about REST APIs, GraphQL APIs, uh, fetching, all of that sort of stuff. We just abstract that away for you. And so when you're building your app, you can just focus on like, your features and what you're trying to do. Yeah, I think that's that's really great. Like I, I've been following Blitz, I think, I want to say since February, whenever I first started seeing some Twitter threads that people were like retweeting sort of the animus of the, the framework itself. And I remember, you know, reading through some of the threads on Twitter, and I was thinking, oh, that's neat. You know, we'll see how this takes off, you know, in a year or two. And then a few months later, like, here it is. You can you can try it out already. And I was I was kind of amazed. Um, you know, I, I just looked at some stats briefly a few days ago, and it looks like, you know, since February, you've gotten something in the neighborhood of 6,000 stars on GitHub. You've got over 150 contributors. There's nearly 1,000 users in the Slack workspace. Um, and I think there's something of like 31,000 views a month and growing uh, on the docs page itself. So, like, clearly, you're on to something here. Um, did... Did the inspiration for Blitz, did it come from like a personal frustration in starting a new React full stack project? Like what, how, how did it, how did this sort of emerge for you? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, I've, I've been doing consulting, um, working for myself, like an independent freelancer for about three years now. And so I was building uh, mostly apps from scratch for new clients. And I was mostly working by myself. Um, and so every time I'd start a new app, I'd have to reevaluate, you know, like what kind of technology am I going to use? Um, what kind of APIs and all of this, like React was a given, JavaScript, and then eventually TypeScript too. Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking that, you know, we need some type of gra or some type of Ruby on Rails equivalent. And like, if you go look at my, if you search for Ruby on Rails or Rails and in, in from me, throughout like 2019, you'll see like every month or two, I would tweet about, hi, we need rails and somebody please make this so I don't have to. And mm -hmm. so like, I've been kind of mauling it around, um, but I never had like a good idea of what would it actually be like mm -hmm. or how to, how to make it nice. Um, but then in February this year, 2020, I was on a call with a friend of mine who is a Ruby on Rails developer. And we were sparring back and forth about the trade-offs between using Rails uh, or versus React and like how there's code duplication in the API and it's more complex. And I couldn't, I couldn't really win that React was like better, like better in some ways, but yet it's like, there's this whole uh, kind of negative, uh, this downside, what you know, with the API layer. And so I got off the phone and I was like, you know what? I think we can make this now with Next.js and Prisma. And like those two things put together, are a pretty good starting place. And then we should be able to build everything else out, everything else around it that we need. So like this, the API layer thing, the, the way that data fetching and API call specifically in Blitz.js works, it seems pretty novel. Um, like it's not an idea that I had really heard of before I saw sort of the Blitz manifesto. Um, it, it does seem like it's a killer feature. I kind of have an understanding of how it works, but like I'm super interested in hearing your explanation of it a little deeper and how it came about. Sure. Um, so if you, some people might have heard of inertia JS. So it's a, a little bit of a similar concept. Inertia is for, um, I think it's Laravel. 
and or maybe mul multiple different frameworks um, that allows you to kind of extract away that API layer. But I think it does it more using server-side rendering, uh, maybe some dynamic API, I'm not sure. So it's a, a bit of a similar concept. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so with, with Blitz, um, the so how we started out, like my very first initial prototype was all server-side rendered. So I was mm -hmm. like, well, that's like, I wanted to get rid of that API. And so that's one way to do it. It's just server-side rendered. Um, but I wasn't happy with it. And so one day I was laying in Thailand or in Thailand, laying in a hammock, thinking about this. And I, I asked myself, what would this look like if it was easy? Uh, and so I pondered that and I, I was like, well, if it was easy, you could just write a function that runs on the server and I would have your business logic access your database or whatever. And then simply just import that into your component and just like put it in your component and read the data from that function call. And there you go. It's like, well, that's, that's actually a pretty cool idea. Yeah. It's even impossible, you know? And so went off and yeah, like sure enough, that's, that's what we came up with. So mm. you import that function into your component and pass it to a use query hook or a use mutation hook. And then a compile step, that function import is swapped out with an API call. So it's it's an RPC style API. Um, mm -hmm. So it's very much like you're just calling the function over the network. And so you're just, you have full control over what is being passed over the network because you whatever you return from the function on the server comes out on the front end and vice versa. Yeah. So like if I'm already used to using like React Query or something, is it really easy to pick up Blitz.js's uh, fetch yep. API? Yeah, exactly, because it's built on React Query. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's very, uh, very easy. So you just, you pass it your, um, you know, your resolver and yeah. your query resolver and then the arguments you want for that. And then you have all the, the benefits of React Query of caching, uh, polling, uh, automatic cache invalidation, et cetera. So, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time in the Boston area and a lot of the startups there, they're still using Ruby on Rails, like even for their new apps. And I mean, there's, I didn't understand it really at first uh, until I tried spinning up my own, you know, Nest or Next.js side projects. And I had to make all these choices that were really hard to make uh, for the batteries, so to speak. Um, you know, if I'm running a, a company or thinking about starting a new side project and Ruby on Rails has, you know, really been my thing, but I want to move to something that is, uh, you know, more JavaScript or TypeScript based. What is the learning curve for going uh, from Rails to Blitz.js like? Is that like a seamless transition? Uh, fairly so. Like if you know, if you already know React on mm -hmm. JavaScript, then then yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, in fact, one of our the early people that's been using Blitz, uh, he he said that he was doing rails professionally for about 10 years, I think. Mm -hmm. And then in just a few months of using blitz, he said he's already 10 times more productive than he ever was wow. with Ruby on rails. So wow. That's, that's, that's a, that's quite a statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, other people are saying, yeah, like many times more productive with blitz than, than alternative. So. Mm. Yeah. So that's also kind of interesting because, you know, um, Ember, right. Uh, those guys came from the Rails side of things. And, you know, you have, like, Angular, who derives a lot of inspiration from how opinionated Ember is. But then, like, what you're building, which is very Rails-based, yep. has React. Yeah. 
So like, I'm confused. Why do you, why, why react that? instead of Ember or, <laughs> or like, I guess like if Ember and Angular were supposed to be the rails for JavaScript, it's interesting that like now blitzes the rails for JavaScript and kind of takes away the opinion of what to use as uh, yeah. JavaScript. So, I, I, like Ember. Yeah. I mean, they were, it's kind of like rails just for the front end. Like it's the Rails kind of, uh, you know, opinions and, and convention and stuff, but only for the front end. You still have the entire back end that you have to have to have somewhere. Um, and I like one thing that kind of frustrates me a little bit is a lot of a lot of um, people that work at bigger companies, they they just talk like, oh, the back end is already there. Like you don't even have to build it. You just, you know, all you have to do is build the front end and just hook it to your back end. Yeah, but what if I don't have a back end, which is, you know, most of us. At, that are at smaller companies, like we're the majority. Um, and so Blitz is the full stack answer to that. So not just the front end, but also the back end. And then because we have Prisma uh, in there by default, it's a really nice uh, kind of a replacement for active record. So it gives you, um, you can make your database schema uh, declarative. So you just define that similar to a GraphQL uh, type syntax where you define your tables in your fields on those and the types and then you run prisma migrate and it'll it'll generate the migration you can edit the sql whatever you need to do um, and then prisma is a really nice um, access for for accessing your your database a client and it's fully based in typescript so it's fully typed based on your database and so that that's a, another huge benefit of, of typescript or that's really prisma powerful in typescript I, I noticed, I want to say maybe it was around June or so, um, there was a lot of movement on the authentic side of Blitz. Um, and that's something that I, I tried to follow pretty closely. Like, so as somebody who has foolishly in the past uh, rolled their own authentication system in a Next.js app uh, and felt the suffering and agony uh, of doing so, uh, having a framework that does this automatically is super appealing. Like I even remember thinking at the time, wow, I wish I could just have something like devise in Rails um, where I can just type a few commands and just be done with it. And I know that it's secure. I don't have to worry about any of the who knows how many pitfalls that can come with just building your own authentication system. Um, I spent what felt like weeks uh, just on my own auth solution. And none of that time actually went into the actual features uh, and business logic of my app. Could you talk us sort of through um, the inspiration for Blitz Auth, how it works, what your experience is like building it, um, and how it can help devs be more productive. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, that was one of the first things I thought about was authentication and how are we going to do that. And I had I'd come across a company called Super Tokens, and they they're they have a you know a few different methods and things that make it a, a really secure authentication system. And so I reached out to them and said, Hey, you know, I'm making this new framework. Um, like, could we work together? Maybe you, you know, use your stuff or something. And so they were, they were super helpful. Uh, their, their CTO Rashab, um, basically architected the entire authentication system that we have in blitz and it's based on super tokens. It doesn't use it directly, but it's based on the same principles and so forth. And so that was, that was a basis for the, the actual session management. And so what we have right now is based on uh, opaque tokens stored in the database. So this is similar to how Ruby on Rails works. Um, 
and it doesn't use JWTs or anything by default. So it works really good for server-side rendering if you need that on some of your pages. Um, and But we will be adding a JWT option, so an, an advanced authentication option that uses JWTs using short-lived access tokens and long-lived refresh tokens. Um, and so that, that's the session management part of that. And then there's also the, the actual code in your app, like how do you use that, right? Um, and so I, I was always, uh, we talked about devise with rails and it's very heavy. Um, and it like, you just install mm -hmm. it and it does a whole bunch of stuff for you. But then when you want to customize it, yeah. it can be, can be pretty difficult. It's hard to really understand what's going on. And, um, you can kind of lose confidence somewhat, like make sure like, is it configured right? And so what I've done is taken the approach that, uh, Jose Valum, so he, he's the original creator of device and then he created Elixir. Um, and then within the past year or two, he created a authentication system for Phoenix, which is the oh, full stack framework based on Elixir. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has a, he has a really interesting blog post where he talks about this and, and what his decisions were. And so what he decided to do was a scaffold most of the authentication code directly into new apps. Um, and so instead of having all that authentication code abstracted away into a um, library like device where you don't have control over it. Uh, we actually put most of that code into your into your project and we do that with blitz. So it's not very much. It's basically like you are in control of hashing the password of actually saving the user to the database of retrieving it of actually creating the new session imperatively. Um, so it, you know, it's very minimal. All the all the uh, session management stuff is ab abstracted away. The complex stuff of there, so you have simple APIs, but yet you don't have uh, none of the um, kind of the user-facing stuff is all completely in your control. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, switching gears again, uh, one thing that I noticed, I, I'm not sure if you've ever worked with Angular. I know that we talked about it a little bit. Um, I work with Angular a lot, but I, I think. Um, you know, there, there's a Blitz CLI, and it reminds me so much of the Angular CLI. Um, I would argue in terms of developer experience, the Angular CLI is probably Angular's best feature. Like it does things like code scaffolding. It lets you serve and test your project, uh, just all from a single interface. Uh, there's commands for newing up a project, um, all kinds of good stuff. And it looks like Blitz has something comparable, like you can uh, spawn a database, um, you know, generate code, uh, the commands, they're very similar. Um, I feel like tooling like this is sort of outside of the norm of a lot of React projects out there, if that makes sense. Um, so like what what led to the inspiration or the inspired the creation of the Blitz CLI itself? Yeah, so I've never used Angular, um, so mm -hmm. it definitely didn't come from there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it, the, the core inspiration was Ruby on Rails and the Ruby on Rails CLI. Um, so you have like Rails generate and you can generate a model, you can generate um, controllers, uh, et cetera, in Rails. And you can do similar things in Blitz. You can you can generate, a, you know, scaffold out a full end-to-end -end code. So your, your, uh, your database model, your Blitz queries, mutations, your pages. Um, and then there's, there's like one thing that I really wanted um, that I've missed. It, in React or JavaScript projects from Rails was the Rails console. So it's a REPL. Um, and so there's a Blitz console command that loads up a TypeScript REPL and has your database already imported. So you can just type uh, db dot, 
user.findmini or whatever and get your stuff. Um, so it's really easy to run one-off commands. Um, we've set up the, the, we've integrated all the stuff so that's um, like TypeScript works and everything. You don't ha get these errors about uh, keyword import not defined or some crazy thing. So yeah, Ruby on Rails. Yeah, I remember playing with the the REPL during the Blitz.js tutorial whenever I was first starting out. And I remember thinking, wow, this is this is awesome. Like I, I feel like that alone would, you know, if you just want to do like a fire and forget command or something just to see how, uh, you know, how it will react. I, I feel like that's just awesome for productivity. Um, Wes, when, you, when you talk about uh, Angular CLI being so awesome, if you think about the, uh, you know, the history, it's like, Rails to Ember, Ember mm -hmm. CLI inspired by Rails, and then Angular CLI inspired by Ember CLI. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All roads lead to Ruby on Rails. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've worked quite a bit with Rails, and I mean, the, the developer experience, I mean, they, they definitely had a lot of really good ideas uh, for keeping engineers sort of in that pit of success where they just naturally fall into winning uh, patterns and best practices. Um, I, I think that's really what it takes to have a successful framework. And that, that certainly seems like what the inspiration for Blitz.js is. Like you mentioned, you actually used the phrase a few minutes ago, but I, I remember you using it in a talk uh, probably over the summer where it was like, all right, I have this idea for a thing that I want to do in my app, whether it's add a model, make an API call, what would it look like if it was easy? I think were your exact words. And it seems like that's the guiding principle for everything in the framework. And I think that's that's really appealing. That's great. Um, yeah, there's, whenever I was spinning up my last Next.js side project, I, I kind of mentioned it as well earlier. Like there's a lot of decisions that I had to make that were frustrating and painful, but also necessary. Um, and I was wondering with the batteries included part of Blitz, like I, I'm just gonna, if you don't mind, I'll list a few of them. And I was interested sort of in what your opinion and perspective on these things are, and if Blitz has an opinion out of the box for them. The first one was form management. Like I felt like there were a hundred options for this in the React ecosystem, and they all kind of had pros and cons. And it was really hard to make a decision on this because it's so important. Does Blitz have an opinion on form management in React? Good question. Um not really. So whenever you run Blitz new and you generate a new app, we give you a prompt and for you to select the form library. And we give you the option of React Final Form, React Hook Form, and Formic. And when you select one of those, it will scaffold, it will um, generate kind of the the base abstraction form component in your in your project that you're probably going to need. Um, that sets up like using your, your validation and, and some different nice things with TypeScript. So we, we set that up for you. Um, I personally recommend React Final Form over all the others because I've had, like I've used I've used the others, tried the others, production projects, and I've always come back to, to React Final Form. I found that to be really fast and very powerful. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's cool that you get the option uh, sort of out of the box. Um, Styling is another what I feel like is, you know, this this huge contention point when starting a new React project. Like, do I use Emotion? Do I use styled components, global CSS? Do I use component scope SAS, Tailwind, the bootstrap? Like there's there's a million different ways to go um, and they all have pros or cons. How, how does Blitz.js kind of wrangle in some of that complexity? 
So we haven't really touched that too much yet. Okay. Um, it's because that's even more, you know, so many more options. Yeah. Um, but we do have, um, we do have a rest blitz recipes that allow you to install and integrate a third party library in one command. So for example, blitz install tailwind blitz install chakra, uh, blitz install. Um, I think we have one for uh, material UI. Um, and then maybe, maybe some more and we'll keep adding more of those, but that's, that's sort of our answer right now is like, you, you still get to pick whatever you want. Um, but then we make it super easy to get you set up and running. Yeah. I was actually going to ask about the recipes because I remember that that was another thing like, all right, so I've actually made my choice of what, you know, technology I want to use in my next app. So the next thing I have to do is go to this examples folder that has 150 things in it. And I have to sort of read through every individual file and copy and paste in my project and just hope things work. Um, it seems like recipes are a pretty solid solution to this problem. Um, you know, I was wondering, like, how how hard is it to write a new recipe and how frequently are new recipes added to the project? Oh, funny you ask. Right now, it's harder than it should be. Um, okay. So re recipes are, they, they use JS code shift. So we're actually... Oh parsing AST and we're actually modifying uh, the existing files in your project. So it's, okay. it's really powerful because we can, we can go automatically go in and add like uh, a context providers in the root of your application. We can, um, you know, do things like that, add imports or uh, things. So uh, we, we have a couple um, utility functions. So we have our own installer library that, that allows you to, um, to build a recipe. And right now we have a few things that make it easy to do things like add uh, dependencies, uh, regular dependencies or development dependencies from, from NPM. Um, but we're gonna be adding more of those so we can add a, a utility for add theme provider. So right now you have to do all the custom AST to add a theme provider. Um, but as time goes on, we'll make that easier and easier. Another cool thing you know, about using the Rails stack is um, just how everything is batteries included for testing as well. What what about for Blitz? How, how does testing work uh, with a fresh Blitz app? We have Jest and React testing library and React okay. Hooks testing library installed by default. Um, and then we have a nice sort of a, a test um, runner, you know, set up for you. So we have a, a, a setup thing that allows you that we already have the the uh, the router mocked out for you, um, etc. So it's it's pretty easy to to go ahead and start writing tests with Jest, and then we'll also be adding a Cypress test for end-to-end -end testing. And not sure yet that'll either be in new apps by default, um, maybe to start with, and then later we can move that to a recipe that you can select to enable whenever you um, when you're creating a new app. You can say yeah, I want Cypress or no, I don't. Um, but that's in the works too. Cool. So do you think that do you think that people you know I mean we we boot camps right um, you know some of them choose Angular some of them choose React some of them choose Vue um, and you know there's like the back end portion of things etc so do you think that like boot camps are going to start using Blitz as the so. option to and train I, developers I so. like I I think it's it's perfect for uh, you know people learning we in fact we do have a lot of students using Blitz. They're using Blitz for like projects, student projects, and so forth. Um, and they've they've already had you know quite a big, quite a bit of good success with it. Yeah, I feel like um, <laughs> I've been trying to learn CAD, which is 
painful. Well, okay, I wanted to make jewelry, right? So it's like, okay, you need to learn to draw, then you need to learn to do CAD, and then you need to learn to, um, you know, melt metal, and then you need to have a kiln, and then you need to learn to solder, right? And it's like, each one of these is such a long journey. And I, I feel the same way with development, right? It's like, oh God, I gotta learn another thing, and another thing, and another thing. But it sounds like Blitz is just like, it'll just stick it together for me, and I don't have to yep. deal with it. Yep. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like if you think about it, so we, we, so we have in Blitz, you have the, the server side uh, thing, you have database access, you have, um, you know, the whole API thing we, we take care of for you. The client side data fetching was a, which is a big one, which like most people you would use Redux or React Query or whatever, like that's all integrated um, and your, your front end. And so there's so much that you can just, it's just one stop. Like you just go to our docs, read what you need to, and you're pretty much good to go. So what do you think of all the people who may or may not have come out of the woodworks yet to say, but you got to learn the basics. Uh, everything away. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have much, any have nice things to say. Yet? Have people said that yet? No, 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 not too much. No. I mean, yeah, not, no, no, nobody's coming into our community and be like, this is dumb, you know? So yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the community, like, you know, one thing I've noticed is Blitz has a strong emphasis on community and inclusion. Um, that's something we're super, super passionate about here at this dot. Um, how did that come about? And could you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, it's just been my heart all along, I guess. And it, yeah. one thing I think that helped was, um, from the very beginning, like basically I built a community before I built a framework. Cause when I, when I first launched or when I first tweeted that I was working on this, I didn't even have a GitHub repo for it. Like there was nothing. <laughs> Um, but I got a bunch of people that was interested in helping and I was very clear that like, this is what the community is. Um, and so I, you know, I think that's, that's been very helpful to just be intentional, um, all the way from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that I I'm thinking of, like a lot of our listeners in particular, um, they're NX users. Are you familiar with NX? Yes. I've used it once. So I know that NX, um, you know, it does support Next.js apps. Uh, do you think it's possible to run Blitz in, in X2? Like we may have people who are interested in trying, but they also at the same time don't want to leave the, the confines necessarily of NX. Yes, it should work just fine. So um, when you, I'm trying to think. So when you run, when you run Blitz build, mm -hmm. it generates a, ne a dot .next folder. Oh, okay. So, so the runtime is like fully, fully Next.js, mm -hmm. um, basically. Um, if you're running, yeah. So it, it should like Blitz has its own kind of compile step. We compile your code into a Next.js app, and so it removes some of the Next.js restrictions. Like in Blitz, you gotta you can have multiple pages folders and organize files. Um, you can put your pages, you know, organize them multiple different ways, not all in one folder. But yeah, I think it should work. If it doesn't, then open an issue and we can find out a solution. Oh, that sounds great. Um, let's see, I, you know, there are so many contributors to Blitz. Let's say that, you know, I'm a developer of any of any skill level. Uh, how can I get started if I want to contribute uh, to your open source project? 
Sure. So the best best way to get started is go to our documentation website, blitzjs.com, and there is a, a how, how to contribute page. And we, we kind of go through detail there. We have a section for if you've never contributed to open source, they're like one, two, three, do this, this, this. Um, there's like an intro on how to make a pull request and, and mm -hmm. those sort of things. We have a video that gives you an overview of the code base um, and then links to issues that are open. So we, we try to be uh, very um, on top of all our issues and labeling them. So we have a bunch yeah. of issues that are labeled status ready to work on. And so those all of those are ready to work on. If you want to work on any of those, just comment and say, hey, I'll take this and you know, off to the races. And then we also label good first issue and good second issue. But a lot of those get snapped up very quick, sometimes within hours mm. of whenever you create them. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, having all that material out there, like for getting started, even how to open a pull request and whatnot, I mean, that, that does help foster like a more inclusive community. Um, so it's good that that, you know, it, it seems like it's not talk, it's actually tangible action. Uh, to yep. foster that within the Blitz.js community. And um, then also, I'm, I'm available to, like if you're, if you're wanting to contribute and you're not really, you get stuck or something, just DM me in Slack and I'm happy to help you. Cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the Slack community, it looks like it is thriving. Uh, I think I saw nearly a thousand people in there, you know, actively uh, chatting yeah. about Blitz and, you know, different technical issues and whatnot that they're encountering. It looks like, you know, the, there were a lot of responses on many of the issues that I saw. Um, so that's, that's really great. Um, so right now, uh, keep me honest. I, I think blitz, is it in alpha or beta? Um, good question. <laughs> so basically, uh, it's basically beta at this point, just not quite officially. Um, there's just a couple minor things that I'm trying to, to wrap up, um, here to have an official beta announcement. And then hopefully also we're going to have a swag store available um, at the the beta announcement. Um, probably at, at this point it's it'll probably be first of the year. Probably not here in December with the holiday and everything going on. Um, but yeah, so basically coming into to beta, there's a bunch of us running Blitz apps in production. Um, if you go to our the Blitz uh, repo on the wiki in in GitHub, mm -hmm. we have a list of production apps, including some of them have their source code available that you can check a look at and Working towards 1.0, um, you know, sometime in Q1 2020. So that's wow. basically just fixing bugs at this point. Um, there's not not much that we're adding or no major changes really. So working hard as we can toward that. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, with that in mind, if somebody was interested in picking up Blitz, now is as good of a time as any to start. Absolutely. Great. Wow. That is. So exciting. So I also have to ask, like, how many competitors have started to come out of the woodworks? Like, what are the top, I guess what, you know, this is like race, race to who becomes the React slash view slash Angular slash Ember of the community. Sure. Um, so when I, when I first uh, announced I was working on Blitz, I, I didn't know of anything else. Um, and then there was, there was one comment in that, at that time, it was like, hey, what about Hammer? And so I went and looked at Hammer. And I was like, eh, it's, it needs an API, so that's not what I'm going for. And then Hammer renamed to Redwood, and then they officially launched their alpha, I guess, um, a couple months after 
couple of months after I announced Blitz. And so they, they've, got, they've got a bunch of traction too. Um, and Redwood is the only competitor that I know of. And they're, they're not really a competitor. They're just an alternative uh, with different trade-offs. So they're solving the same problem that Blitz is. Uh, batteries included, um, full stack, and with React. Uh, but they are taking a, a totally different approach with the API layer. They're trying, they're keeping the API and just trying to make it as nice as possible using GraphQL. Um, so GraphQL is is a core part of that. So you have to learn GraphQL and know that. Um, so if you if that is something that's very important to you, go use Redwood. Um, so it, it's actually worked out very well because we don't have people in the Blitz community going like we should use Redwood, switch to Red or switch to uh, GraphQL. You know we, we need GraphQL. So like they want GraphQL, they just go to Redwood and vice versa. So I think it's working out pretty well. Yeah, that's really cool because I also think, um, and you know, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Redwood also uses Tailwind, right? Um, so. the, it's an option. Just, okay. Yeah, it's, it. It, I don't think it's, in, it's not in there by default. Um, and so another difference is uh, Redwood has a custom, they've, they've rolled their own like React meta framework. So it, it doesn't use Next.js. Um, although you can you can add Next.js to a, to a Redwood app and use that, um, but like Blitz has is built on Next.js totally. Cool. So um, you know, speaking of all this JavaScript, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Plural Site. And did you guys know that JavaScript is 25 years old? Isn't that totally crazy? Wow. <laughs> Very wild. So Pluralsight is celebrating all month and they're basically making 25 of their JavaScript courses free. So I think that's like totally perfect because you know we're about to about to hit some free time off. So if you wanna get into JavaScript, do that. Um, and they're gonna do a lot of live panels and a lot of like expert things with people like John Papa. So you know, you can check out javascript.com, like the best URL ever <laughs> to check that out and you know, Brandon, maybe this will inspire you to create a plural site course on Blitz, or is there one already? Plural site course, um, but there are a few people working on courses, as far as I know, and also working on a book. So, wow, that's very exciting. So, you guys are like, I mean, I, you know, again, comparisons are, you know, it's like you can't really compare, like, Angular to React, but you can at the same time. So if I had to summarize what you said, it's like Blitz is less opinionated in some ways, or sorry, sorry, Redwood is less opinionated in some ways, but Blitz is more opinionated in, in some of the technologies you should use, um, it, right? I, I don't think that we're both fairly, so they're, they're, Redwood, is actually, Redwood is more opinionated in some way. So they have a, they have a, for, a form library integrated. I think, I think it's react hook form. Um, like that's just what you get. Um, but there, yeah, the, really the main difference is just that API layer, whether you use GraphQL um, and all that entails or whether you abstract it away and you don't have to think about it at all. Yeah. I'm really excited because, you know, um, I've been talking to Ken Wheeler and both of us are a little bored. I mean, how can you be actually bored? But, you know, we're a little bored lately. So, like, for me, I'm like, well, I'm bored, but, like, I'm really enjoying seeing new things like Redwood and Blitz. So you guys are, like, my only excitement, besides web performance, like, in the community these days. So thanks okay. for entertaining me. <laughs> yeah. Um, one last thing, or one thing I would like to talk about 
briefly is um, so one one big question that people have is like, okay, well, what if I need a mobile app? Like, don't I need GraphQL then? Um, so there's a few answers here. So you can add a GraphQL API uh, to Blitz. We have some people doing that um, to use as a mobile app if you want. And sometimes that, that makes sense because your mobile app kind of has its own unique requirements and you don't necessarily, your API doesn't have that much overlap with your, your web app. Um, and then the second way is we're, we're going to be able to generate a client library for your existing uh, Blitz queries and mutations. So this would be a little library that it could be in any language, really, JavaScript, TypeScript, Go, whatever. We can generate, generate that, um, and then you can use that in your library to easily call Blitz, the Blitz backend from anywhere else. Um, and then we want to go a step farther than that uh, with React Native. And so the idea is that you would also have a React Native app in your same repo as your Blitz app. Okay, so it's all in one thing. And then you import your Blitz queries and mutations directly into your React Native components. Okay, so not just into your, your front-end React stuff, but also into your, your mobile app. And then we can compile that away into um, like a swap that function import out with a API call and another compile step in the React Native app. Okay, so the so the end result is that you have this entire monolith uh, with a web front end and a React Native front end without any REST or GraphQL or anything, and it's just all wonderful. Yeah, that sounds great. It sounds like a really good developer experience. Yeah, so that that's the dream I'm working towards, and after we get to 1.0, probably start working on that. Right on. Well, thank you so much for joining. We're definitely going to have to have you on some of our other shows in the this dot ecosystem because I think just like spinning up an app and showing people how to do it would be really fun to watch and learn. Um, but you know, if you guys want to find more information, definitely check out Blitz's um, Slack channel. And it sounds like GitHub is a really friendly place as well. And you can also find Brandon on Twitter at FlyBear. And is there anything, any other places that we can kind of like get involved? Um, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, you can follow Blitz on Twitter, Blitz underscore JS. Um, so docsite, BlitzJS.com. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And we'll see everybody next time on Modern Life. podcast is sponsored by this.labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T-H-I-S D-O-T dot C-O slash labs.